Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. guys the red lights back on yo yo thanks for joining us everybody all one or two of you if that we might have three now (laughs) oh yeah if i say some more incendiary comments i think we'll get more listeners probably not probably (laughs) (laughs) oh shit well yeah, we have said some incendiary shit the past couple episodes, especially two uh, episodes ago when we were talking about the homeless people. That was, my, bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I think we can have a good episode tonight and not piss anybody off, but, you know, where's the fun in that? I don't give a fuck. I'm here to piss people off. I'm going to piss off some people tonight. I already know it. You guys know it, too. Well, how are you going to piss them off? You want to talk about some the? You want to talk about want? some some balloons getting shot down? That's just, just all willy nilly like. That's just um. How one of them wasn't even a fucking spy drone. It was somebody's what toy aircraft or something. Yeah, uh, the way I understand it, one of them was from a Illinois uh, science group that regularly launches balloons and we're talking mylar balloons like party style balloons like happy anniversary happy birthday happy valentine's day balloons oh not like mylar weather balloons or something right no they're they're not weather balloons they're 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 party balloons i mean they're mylar but they have done their due diligence this group has and discovered that hey these twelve dollar mylar party balloons we can circle the earth with these fucking things and you know do whatever experiments we want to do you know weather experiments or whatever it might be and uh you know that's the kind of stuff that the united states air force is shooting down now because the commander-in-chief got a lot of backlash for that initial actual spy balloon that he let fly all the way across the country before he shot it down in the Atlantic Ocean. So to me, it seems like these willy-nilly shoot-downs are just a a knee-jerk reaction because they felt stupid. The administration felt stupid after all the backlash from the U.S. citizens and the media about letting the Chinese spy on us for a fucking week. And I did learn something new. I mean, maybe this is not new to you guys or the listeners, but initially we didn't know that the U.S. government had been tracking that Chinese spy balloon from inception. 
they knew exactly when and where it took off. Right. And they folded it. They followed it the whole fucking way. They knew what it was and where it came from. And if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, come on. There's a blatant big conspiracy theory to be made right there. Why would our government let that happen? Well, the right. only answer I can think of is they're in cahoots. Hell, hell yeah, they are. Cahoots, they're the cahooter, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be a whole host of things, you know, but it, the, in general, it comes down to we'll let the Chinese do and say and have what they want. Whether it's, well, let's send a balloon over to look at the nuclear sites in Montana or, well, let's let the balloon fly over the United States so they can scope out more land that they want to purchase or whatever it might be. Maybe they're spying on corporations, you know, American corporations or other uh, military installations. I I don't know what it is. Why can't they do that from a satellite? Satellites are expensive and the Chinese government's broke. They already have the satellites up there to look down. Yeah, I know that, but But the technology, uh, in the satellites is developed more and more over time. So whatever they already have up in the air, okay, that's a bit of technology, but then they develop more technology, but to get that new technology up into the satellites is way more expensive than just strapping it to a weather balloon and flying it over continental U S. So, I mean, in my eyes, we just were like, oh, yeah, we'll do you a favor. Here you go. You can spy on our whatever it is you want, and we'll just let it fucking happen. This happened under Trump. No, it didn't. Oh, it didn't? So I heard it did. I did, too, but anyone that was in the administration, or, and that includes people that are in the current administration they've been here you know these intelligence operatives or intelligence personnel or high-ranking officials are still here they're still here left over from the trump administration or maybe even before and they're all like wait a minute what do you mean this happened under trump we didn't hear shit about it what are you fucking talking about so then the administration backpedals and pretty much hopes that we forget that they made that accusation because they can't back it up with any any evidence but yeah you know, we're just you know randomly shooting shit down out of the sky now and I, I've heard some comments from from more high ranking officials there was a a press conference that one of them gave I can't remember the guy's name and I can't remember his position but he was a uh, uh, you know, a state official, federal official, rather, and a reporter asked him, you know, do you do you know what these these three new shoot downs, these objects, do you know what they are yet? 
And then he said, no, not yet, but we'll, we'll know more uh, after we've recovered the wreckage and studied it. And then the immediate following question was either from that reporter or another one. Well, have you or are you going to recover the wreckage? And he said, no, we can't recover the wreckage. What? What do you mean you can't recover the wreckage? You just told us you were going to recover the wreckage and then find out what these things were. And then in the next breath, you say that you can't and won't recover the wreckage. So what the fuck are you talking about? They did shoot it down over the one of the deepest parts of the Atlantic. So that was smart. That was a good move. Well, they recovered some wreckage. The one that that's the one you're talking about. That's the Chinese spy balloon. I'm talking about the three other unidentified objects that they shot down. Uh-huh. They made it seem like we don't know what they are until we recover the wreckage, but we're not going to recover the wreckage. What? What the fuck? Exactly. Dumb. I don't know. I get sick of talking about this shit, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, this is just another example of shit getting blown out of proportion due to oh, fear-mongering or uh, conspiracy theory or uh, I guess just outright embellishment but here we are shooting down shit that's not even spy balloons because everybody in the country's up in arms over spy balloons and i mean shouldn't we be though now i do believe that there are some true conspiracies going on out there we've covered many of these but there's a lot of this shit out there that's not a conspiracy at all. And I don't know, this spy balloon thing, I guess it has a little bit of merit for the conspiracy theory community. But I'm going to segue into another topic here because the, uh, the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, has conspiracy theorists going nuts. Yeah, it does. All kinds of conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this well, this is a horrible thing. I will agree. You know, it's absolutely just, for the people of East Palestine. This is absolutely devastating. It has virtually destroyed their lives. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to live in East Palestine anymore. Um, somebody's going to need to pay for this. It's most likely the railroad, but railroad yeah. is so subsidized by the federal government. It's well, we've got the, the unions. Taxpayers. The unions. And, uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's going nuts talking about how horribly polluted all of Ohio is. And I've got an NOAA map that shows that atmospheric dispersal following the controlled release and the uh, the burn off of the chemicals that were used, uh, and it it hit like two percent of Ohio. Really, actually, most of it is up in Ontario, Canada. Uh, it looks like it fucking got New York like a motherfucker, though. Uh, New York, northern Pennsylvania, but 
more heavily into the Quebec area, uh, that's where it was up in the atmosphere. Um, as for uh, fallout on the ground, you know, the farther you get away from East Palestine, that drops off really quickly. Um, they did everything they could, I believe, to dam up the creeks and stop, um, you know, surface water contamination. But, you know, there is an amount that slips through there. Um, so there, there likely is some downstream contamination. And yes, I am trying to downplay what everybody is saying is, is doomsday for Ohio. This is all fucking ridiculous. Last week we had people saying you can't go outside tonight when it's raining because it's going to be acid rain. No. No, it's not. That's dumb. Okay? I made a Facebook post about it. I told people if you're worried about acid rain, just wear a hat made out of tin foil. That way the acid doesn't touch yeah. your skin. You know, and everybody can identify your crazy ass. You might be able to get that to like tarnish and look all fucking. So, first off, let me just say to the people of East Palestine, you know, our hearts go out to you. That's a very tough situation. I don't think any of us know what we do in your shoes. Yeah. Um, but for anybody who doesn't live around the infected area, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. There's a fucking picture circulating social media today of the Ohio River. And I saw that. Yeah, it's a it little. Was, it was muddy rain runoff. It's muddy rainwater, people. That's not pollution. Moreover, the fact that you think you're going to be able to look at water and see the pollution proves you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. This takes tests water tests lab analysis we're talking yeah. about parts per million and if you don't know what parts per million even means shut up just shut up right now uh but uh, I, I see what you're saying and i agree with you most of the way but if i were a resident of that area, not just East Palestine. If I lived within, uh, you know, twenty miles of East Palestine, yes, I wouldn't. I would be in a different boat because I would be like, okay, well, the government, who I definitely don't trust, is telling me everything's okay, and I've got conspiracy theorists who I also also don't trust telling me that we're all gonna die. Okay, well, and I've got my family here that's gonna drink this water walk on this ground okay uh, exactly they're gonna they're gonna march and cheer and play okay. on on these grounds so Here's what, what do. do i do from my standpoint and i'm a farmer i know a little bit about the land number one uh i'm gonna go right to my tap and uh i'm gonna explain something here in a second i'm gonna go to my tap and I'm going to get a water sample right up out of my well. And my well is right here where I'm at. I think I got about 100 to 120 foot well. My water is coming from 120 foot below ground. Straight up. Nobody else is drawing off of it. This is what a well is. I have a private water system. I'm the only person drawing on this system. Um, but I would take that sample to a lab. And I would have it analyzed and tested. And I would tell them, honestly, I want to know if there's any contaminants, any heavy metals, 
any uh, vinyl chloride. Next, I go out in my yard, take some grass, and you can take that to an agriculture lab and they will do a tissue sample and tell you if there's any contaminants on it, any chemical residues. They dig up some of your soil and they can test your soil to see if there's contaminants in there. If pH is off, they'll tell you how to fertilize your lawn better to make, make it beautiful. Um, but those are two things I would definitely do. I would go to an independent lab. They're out there. You yeah. can find them very easily. Yes, uh, they are. Talk to your local farmer. They'll know exactly what to do. Because I tell you what, that's what farmers are doing around East Palestine. They got to put a crop out this year. Yeah. So you bet well, your ass. You know, checking shit out. That's all good and fine, but um, who, who's liable for all this? The railroad. Yeah. Well, good luck having the railroad pay for your uh, your lab testing. I, I don't know about you guys, but. I don't have it in my budget to get my water tested, my soil tested, my grass tested. So this isn't an expensive test. Uh, I'm sure you could get this test done for under a hundred dollars. Um, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're gonna have to pay for this. You want your own private test because you don't. I mean, trust you do exactly. So this, I agree. Is, this is your peace of mind. This is how you're going to know. Uh, I would absolutely do it. And I would only care about the cost if it came back to show that there were high levels of contaminants and I can't live here anymore. Now I'm going to my lawyer. I'm going to knuckle up and I'm going to sue the railroad for as much money as I can. I want a fair market value price for my home replacement for uh you know moving costs Losses. your uh what do they call that grieving and uh I mental anguish mental anguish, anguish. Yeah. you know so displacement all of that i'd sue the shit out of them in my opinion the railroad should be playing paying every person within 20 miles of east palestine every homeowner I should say every homeowner should get what about fair market value plus 20, 30 grand. But you also and that's have to, just, and that's just for them being forced to move. But you have to figure out where you don't make that limit. So it's is fair it, market value. And no, well, no, yeah, I'm not I talking guess, that. I'm talking I'm about talking, the area the limit. But, I mean, when you start thinking about entire farms that can't be farmed this year because they're contaminated, oh, that's a that's lot. Lots lot of, that's a big loss. That's a that's lot a of money. That's a bigger number. Um, it's a lot more devastating to that private landowner who had nothing to do with this. And we all feel for the families in town who lost their homes. Um, but the farmers outside of town have just lost their entire heritage. And that's, uh, that's really heartbreaking. Yeah. You know? It's, that's even harder to put a dollar amount on too. 
when when you're spending every single day trying to keep your family farm going you know something that your grandfather and your great-grandfather started uh, for it to be taken away by something like this is absolutely heartbreaking so for anything you know people in town work their whole lives to have their nice homes and luckily though with a farmer we'll be able to hopefully offset and give them you know the eagle level of a year you know try to be like hey i know that you can't do anything this year but here's your pay still we're not buying your land we're buying your perceived average crop that you've had give me at least two years worth of your crop like Mm -hmm. how much you've done and then we'll market value that that could be a way now i would think that that would be the um, only way for a farm but that's if it's only a single year of contamination i mean it's going to be multiple years to clean up that soil depends on the contamination though it it does it depends on the contamination level what the contaminants are right and and there's a lot that goes into that and and again it it always draws me back to who's doing the testing and how much do i trust them well and that's a that's a real thing but like i said there are independent labs out. i I know i know but it's but uh, we 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 just came through covid we know what happens to scientific institutions when there's governmental pressure against them okay that's why you go to an ag testing facility yeah well you know ag is heavily subsidized by the government so all it takes is for the government to say hey give you guys a lot of fucking money or we cut you a lot of breaks okay it'd be a a damn shame it would be a damn shame if if no. you came up with some data that made uh, okay made this look worse than we want it to look, that's what happened with COVID, dude. It's it's exactly what happened with COVID, right, and it right could now, happen again just as like easily. A crazy fucking conspiracy no, theorist. no, I am I'm not a conspiracy theorist. The fuck out on this right This now. is dumb. This is dumb because you you're being fucking and Keith dumb and I, right now. All three conspiracy with COVID. You're wrong. Where you're wrong is how you view the subsidies that are given to farmers and who they're given to. Because uh, that, that lab be. who is conducting those tests isn't getting any fucking subsidy from the government for that any purpose be. whatsoever. That now, when I say an independent lab, I mean, guys out here have a, a, a fucking mechanic shop or they're a plumber. There are people who have a lab uh-huh. set up to do testing for farmers, okay? Uh-huh. The inverse of that would be to have one that's funded by a corporation. All right. There's not really a government funded ag lab unless you're looking at like universities or things like that or some type of government agency that's doing testing for uh, research purposes. But when it comes back to the subsidies that you want to knock, those are not structured the way that you think they are. I think you're missing my point, dude. It's not about the subsidies. It's it's, it's about accreditation, accreditation, and right, and where that where that comes I get from. What you're so saying. these these labs they may not get subsidies 
they may not have really much to do with the government, but they have to be accredited. Who the fuck do you They have trust? to be licensed. Who gives them this accreditation? Do you Who even gives trust them this? Yourself? What are you talking about? Okay. What lab are you going to trust? What will it take for you to trust a lab? Thank you. You just made my point for me. What? No, tell me. I want to know this answer. What will it take? I know exactly the lab where I would resources take resources that we don't have. What do you mean resources? Joe, these tests are done using scientific methods. Uh-huh. These are What's... learned things. We could yeah, call no, our own first principles and scientific hey, method hey, and honestly hypothesis test. So, I, I get it, dude. I know Joe, how this works. We could call our old buddy from college that played the slide flute. You know the one I'm talking about. Teaches kids every day. And he would do an analysis for us because he's the right kind of scientist for that and tell okay. us exactly what's in there. And there's a true independent lab result. Would you fucking trust that? Somebody that you've known for 25 years. Probably. Probably, God. Why is he so dramatic? So dramatic. Look at him. That's he literally got up and walked away. But you know what's great is that I've actually started doing testing for our video side of everything again. Because this week I ended up jacking up my USB, so I had to recreate everything. So now I'm starting to get into the scene selection and everything else. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, on OBS. Yep. So That's did fun. some key mapping while we were talking about the balloons and all that other shit and having fun with it. Yeah. Don't be mad that I don't trust anybody, dude. I don't know why you're so mad that I don't trust anybody. Because at a certain point, I understand where you're coming from about the scientific community and how not all these studies can be trusted anymore. Mm -hmm. I call it the starving scientist syndrome because these are people who went to college and spent a fuck ton of money for an education. and They got to pay that shit back. They got bills and there are people out there willing to pay them for a result. Yeah. They're not being not, paid not the to test. do the test. They're, pay They're paying being paid for the result. produce a result. Yes. So, I understand where you're coming from. But I mean, did, did are... we not see all of these doctors during COVID lose their licenses because of the results they produced? They, they used the scientific method. They did the tests. They did all of these things. And then, bam, all of a sudden... They're not doctors anymore. They're not science. They're not accredited anymore. They're I not to be trusted. Discredited. Discredit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No. No. Doctors were losing their licenses okay. to practice during and COVID, that, and I um, know the exact same thing would happen in this situation if they're not producing the results that either the government, a larger corporation, or some 
accreditation organization wants them to produce, poof, they're gone. They, they don't have their profession anymore. They have to go find something else to do. Like they did with Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that is straight up Stalinism. No, that it's conspiracy insane. theory. Or is yeah. it Stalinism? Or is it both? I think one leads into the other one. <laughs> yeah, they do. It, it's all the same fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm getting dumber as I get older, probably. But, damn it, my memory isn't that short. I was alive in 2020, 2021, 2022, and I had more than a couple brain cells at those at those times. I remember what happened during COVID. I saw it with my own fucking eyes. I processed it, processed it with my own brain. I know what happened. I saw it. This is not conspiracy theory. I saw it with my own fucking eyes. I watched it happen on Twitter, on Facebook. I watched it happen on the news, on all the news channels, the ones I like and the ones I don't like. I watched it happen. So don't tell me that it wouldn't happen here and that we have much of a choice to fix it. Yeah, I, I like your idea of independent labs. But as soon as those independent labs start coming out with results that someone powerful doesn't like, those independent labs are going bye-bye. Blockchain it. One way or another. Blockchain it, put it on the internet. Yeah, but you don't have to be able to verify yourself. I think that that's the thing is, is that we need to figure out what is our stumbling block to be able to make our independent, our own lab itself. Because I don't think that the technology that's required to even give us a very good margin of certainty that we would be left out of it, you know, just as a citizen scientist or citizen, you know, sensory board, if you will. Mm. I don't know. Because we... That's a tough one. I, I mean, know. right now, everything in the scientific community is peer-reviewed. So if you can get enough scientists to agree, it's peer-reviewed. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. they've okay. been doing this with toothpaste for years. You know, four out of five dentists agreed Crest mm. Toothpaste is the best fucking shit you ever put in your mouth, right? Well, they asked a hundred dentists before they got four to say, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. And then they yep. said four out of five. Yeah, well, when they asked those dentists what they thought about Crest or Colgate or whatever the fuck it was you said... They paid him a lot of money to say it's the best fucking shit I ever put in my mouth. Yep. And if that didn't work, they showed up with the state dental board and said, hey, yep. this is our friend here from the state dental board. They're, they're holding your license in their hand. What do you think about this toothpaste? You sure you, you don't like this toothpaste? Right. It's, it's blackmail. And I, I, I'm with you. I feel for, for those people that spent four, six, eight, 
10 years in college, paid all that money to have this wonderful degree and in a very important field that saves lives and betters humanity, only to be blackmailed by corporations, bureaucratic institutions, and our government. Fuck that. That's bullshit. Fuck the government. Fuck the government. You know who else I say fuck? That dumb fucking Bing AI thing. That fuck fucking that thing's bastard. weird. That I'll thing is that weird. Down tomorrow. I don't like the Bing AI. I don't like the chat GPT. We talked about it last week. This shit's creepy. I, I tried the chat GPT thing again a couple nights ago with my kids. And my kids, you know, I, I gave them control for a little bit. And they just wanted to say disgusting, horrible things. Especially my youngest, because she's got a sense of humor just like me. But eventually I was trying to get it get it to be non-biased and it just refuses to to be to be non-biased. It is a partisan yes. program. Well, and I believe that's the error that people are seeing with the Bing AI program. Uh, apparently there was a uh, I believe this was a TikToker, online content creator, who was just playing around with the Bing AI, and uh, Bing AI began to feel threatened by this person, who made no threats towards Bing AI at all, but uh, Bing AI, using its advanced computer logic, had determined that this individual was a threat and was making plans to, uh, they were going to turn him over to the police and uh, there were all kinds of threats in there. Um, what? And it's scary to think that this thing is actually plugged into the internet. And if it got a little smarter, it would know how to hack into all your bank accounts. And seeing as how it views you as a threat, based on your um, political ideology that it formulated off of the Facebook algorithms. Um, it can freeze all your assets. Well, hell, Justin Trudeau can do that. Well, you know, if they could do it to one citizen, they could do it to all of us, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not defending this guy, but look at what just happened to Kanye. I'm not a Kanye fan, but it's fucked what they did to him. It is fucked. What do you mean? They've completely frozen all of his assets based on his political opinions. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, you need to look into this one a little bit. This one's scary shit. This is Big Brother coming down on Kanye because he ran his mouth a little too much. Well, let's be clear. I'm pretty Bandit sure stuff. Kanye was saying some really anti-Semitic shit. Uh, but it's I'll stop. Let, let's stop. Kanye went way too far to the dark side and said some fucking conspiratorial anti-Semitic shit. But I still don't think the government should seize his assets. Right. Or, or come down on him at all. Let that, if he's that dumb or that evil, 
let him keep talking. That way I know exactly what he thinks and what kind of person he is. So I can formulate my own opinion and uh, develop my own course of action to navigate whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry, I jumped out there for a minute because I was I was thinking about another person I know, and you know this person, Joe. But I've just suddenly realized during the course of this conversation and what you were saying, just my mind working. This man is a Nazi. Kanye. Not Kanye. Somebody that we know around here. And he doesn't even realize that he is. He does not realize that he is, but he is. I'm just now realizing it. He's a Nazi. So I'm not know, sure if I know who you're talking about. I'll tell you later. Not, is it the one with the him. white pride tattooed down the backs of his legs? No, not at all. This guy Cause... has no tattoos whatsoever. Okay. No tattoos whatsoever. Well, send me his name in the chat because I want to know now. I don't want to talk about it later. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, like I said, I'm not defending Kanye at all, but the way that they came down on him for his opinion, uh, whatever, this is America. So what if Kanye hates Jews? Exactly. That's you can't what I'm freeze saying. his assets for that. No, you can't. That's besides the fucking point here. Fuck Kanye. He's a dumbass piece of shit, and apparently he's anti-Semitic, so fuck him. You cannot do what they've done to him. No. It is flat fucking wrong. Well, it's it's anti-constitutional. He has the, the, the freedom to say whatever dumb, hateful shit he wants to say. That's true. And everybody's got the right to like it or dislike it and shut the fuck up and go on about your life. You don't have to buy his album. You don't have to buy his music. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I just saw, saw the name you dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know him. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. What this the is- fuck? He's gone so far right wing. Sorry, we're going back now to talk about the guy that I know. But he has just gone so far right wing since the Trump years that he's crossed that line now. He's gone oh, full yeah. right wing, if you will. He's gone all the way over there. Oh. And I find that I'm pulling back. You know, hell, I just spent time online today. Um, burning down right-wing people all day. I've been doing it online all day. Just like back in 2016, I was I was burning down lefties all day. It's all day burning down these right-wingers, and they're getting all pissed off, and then they bring up Trump, and I remind them, Trump's not president. Shut the fuck up. Trump can't do anything. Oh, well, Trump's going to East Palestine. Did you boys hear this shit? Trump is going to East Palestine. What the fuck for? It's nothing more than a campaign. It's dumb. 
Well, that's dumb. They were. He is exploiting this fucking uh, disaster for political gain. Yes, yes, he is. And I hate when politicians do this, no matter if they're elected, unelected. It's dumb. And it's even dumber because that area of Ohio, that county, voted 75% majority for Trump last election. Yeah. So why is he going there? I mean, He's okay, yeah, maybe maybe he wants to to you know hobnob with his who he views as his constituents, but um, shouldn't he? If he wants to be the president again, shouldn't he be going to uh, s- suburban America and talking to the white educated college educated women? Because those are the people that hate him. He needs to win those people over. He doesn't need to go to East Palestine and nope. and, and get seventy six percent of the vote instead of seventy five. That's fucking and dumb. There. It's a waste of waste of his time, a waste of his money. And and Trump has proven to me over the past couple of years that that's that's all he knows how to do anymore is is waste resources and 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 be a blowhard. That's it. Yep. It, that one pissed me off. It really did. I'm so over Trump. It's ridiculous. I am too. There are people still clinging to him. I see what the liberals mean when they talk about the Trump cult. And it, it, it's the exact same thing we saw on the other side with the Obama cult. Because that that was a real thing. You guys can agree with me on this. I was no fan of Obama ever. Um, but he had the same type of following that Trump does. So a cult like following. They they follow him like a deity. Yeah, and that's that's it's 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 a perversion of what our system was meant to be. It is. Your loyalty to any politician is dumb. It and is. I will always make fun of anybody for loyalty to any politician. There's only one politician to ever earn any of our loyalty. And he was not a politician. He was a surveyor. And he didn't want to do it. He wanted to go back home to Mount Vernon. Uh that was George Washington, by the way. But uh, politicians are not to be worshipped. There's no loyalty there. There should be term limited. They're there exactly. to do a job. They need to be treated like employees. Exactly. Most people in this country don't know how to treat an employee. But these senators and representatives are subordinate to us. That's the way the founding fathers structured this whole constitution. Yeah, and and they did a good job structuring the constitution and the founding principles, but if you really think about it, it did not take long after the founding of our nation before tyranny started showing its ugly-ass face. But they didn't really know it was tyranny. It was no. I th- it was more self-service. Yeah, 
it was self-service. It was it was under the guise of free press, and it's been going on for 150 years. It was power hungry. Yeah, and it was monetary mm-hmm. greed. It was especially bad. Well, I would say that it, it reached a peak um, right around the turn of the century, and then you had Teddy Roosevelt come along and chop that shit down. It ran rampant during the Ulysses S. Grant administration. Yeah, after and, the Civil uh, War. Anybody who wants bad. to argue some fucking history, bring it on, you motherfucker, because. Ulysses S. Grant had one of the most corrupt presidencies in history. Um, we, we had make a special the Rockefellers for that. Yeah, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the uh, yep. uh, the Standard Oil. All these people, rich people, were uh, basically running the government from their pocketbook. And along comes Teddy Roosevelt with a fucking axe and started chopping people's heads off. Okay, that's why Teddy Roosevelt was so great for corrupt uh, the government. Well, he also had the, the Constitution backing him. That's why he, he, he was did. able to do it and get away with it. Correct, correct. But, but he, he, had a, he, he had an enormous set of nuts on him. He did, he did. He went against everybody. And yeah, he, he, stood had up he, been, he could have finished the job had he been reelected, but... Um, the politics then didn't play out again. The politics got in the way, and uh, he didn't get the Republican nomination, so he split off and ran as a bull moose party, which is some bullshit Trump's going to try to do because Trump is not going to get the Republican nod. Well, I do it's see primary. some similarities. I don't think you will. Either. As you were describing what uh, the bull moose party and things leading up to it, it does have some similarities with the Trump movement. But it failed. It did fail. But it failed for the same reason that Teddy's movement did. The tyranny of the people and the media. What if, what if I told you that the Bull Moose Party is responsible for the Great Depression? That if Teddy Roosevelt had not um broken off and formed the Bull Moose Party, if he would instead have ran as vice president and then gotten his next term after that administration, he could have been in there long enough to get the corruption out and bring Washington under control that it could have staved off Black Friday. Uh, I don't know. It'd be some crazy... I don't know about that. And I, I can yeah. see how that's what could have been a possibility, but I mean, hypothetically, it could have, it, it could have hypothetically. But, and the, but the Trump administration is very similar because despite the things I hate about Donald Trump, his administration did some damn good things, some damn conservative things. But they and, were corrupt also. Well, they were cor- Of course they were corrupt. And that's why. Of course they were corrupt. That's why John Kelly left. That's why no. Jim Mattis left. Mm-hmm. They were there to serve their country. And when it came down to it, Trump was playing politics. And it was nasty. Uh, it was different. It was different than what we're used to in modern times. 
or in, at least in our our lifetimes. Uh, I love Dave Chappelle's stand up where he what wasn't his stand up? He did he opened for Saturday Night Live a while back, and he was talking about Trump. Why people and, love Trump? And he was he was talking about how when Trump was running. In hindsight, Dave Chappelle could look back and say, you know what, I see why people supported him. Because he, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Dave said people love Trump because we're all standing outside of this house, this big mansion. There's a big party going on inside with all the big players in the United States government, all the big corporations worldwide, all these big players. And Trump come out, stood on the front lawn by the fence and saw us standing there and he wiped the cocaine off his nose and he took a shot of bourbon and said, hey, just so you all know, these people in this house at this party, they're exploiting everything in this government they're exploiting all the power that they have they're exploiting all the loopholes you want to know how i know because i'm exploiting it too have fun i'm going back to the party that's why people liked trump yeah definitely it's he he one of the biggest things he literally came out and said you know how i know they're they're exploiting these loopholes because I do it too. I don't have to pay taxes. Loopholes are there for people like me. I'm going back to the party now. Vote for me. And we did. And we elected him. And then he enacted some policies, whether it was through uh, executive orders, which I don't like, or just executive pressure on the legislative branch yeah. To pass some legislation. I think we should limit a president's executive orders. I, I understand too. the need for yes. them, but we should be like, okay, for the entire term, you get 10 executive orders. Use them wisely. And they have to be concise instead of this long out thing that they're trying yeah, to Yeah, it can't be generalized. And it can't be like that. No. And well, I say, I say the same thing about. Uh, bills that go through congress uh, single single issue bills exactly they need you have to. an executive order an executive order needs to be reviewable by somebody else in government not in the executive branch Maybe well they are the speaker of the house has to review it or no, they, the they are. justice of the supreme court has to sign okay. off on it but at least one more official one of those two people is high enough ranking that they could agree that this executive order is necessary I can give or unconstitutional. Right. But no, that's the way it is that no, don't, don't paint a picture. That's not true. No, like, no I don't think how executive to look orders at... are now like it. Let's, let's look at the, the vax mandate <coughs> Biden tried to push through using OSHA. Uh, that was unconstitutional. That was a executive order and the Supreme court struck it down. That's the beauty of our, our republic, our constitutional republic. So that that stuff's already in place. But I I think there needs to be more structure there to it. I agree. Um, more limitations However, I, to it. I do like the fact that um, I I don't know the figures on 
executive orders president by president. But I understand that Donald Trump um, used the pen and the phone quite a bit. But it's also my understanding that the majority of his executive order usage was to reverse previous Obama. executive orders. Yes. That so, uh, so that makes me a little iffy on on limiting that power. I mean, it. Okay, yeah, let's limit the power. But what are we going to do about all the abuse of power before that statute? If we were to enact a statute saying ten executive orders per four year term, what about all the presidents before that? I mean, we have an ex post facto rule in our jurisprudence meaning when we pass a law we can't retroactively prosecute someone or penalize them otherwise but at the same time it's like okay 10 per four year term but what about trump what about biden what about obama um so where where do we draw the line do we just take their first 10 executive orders and say okay those are valid and the rest are garbage throw them out or who decides what executive orders stand what don't and then after that there's our clean point now it's just 10 per four-year term what that i think that's going to be a bigger problem than just passing some legislation or constitutional amendment limiting the president's power because i don't want Biden's executive orders and probably even some of Trump's executive executive orders. I don't want those to stand. Or do we just bite the bullet and say, all right, here's the day we enact this law, this new constitutional amendment saying 10 orders per four years and everything before that stands. Stands uh, as law? Well, stands as policy. Because executive orders aren't law. They cannot be law. They are not law. Law must originate from the legislative branch. I still think that we should be able to have the legislative branch come back through and take any executive orders that are standing and being able to turn them off if needed. I think we do have that already. Well, I think that we need to use that at some point. Yeah, well, then that's where you get back into the muddy waters of politics and loyalty and who's going to drag who across the election finish line. Yeah, I can see that for sure. It's fucking ugly. It's corrupt and it's ugly. But, you know, look at Venezuela. Within about 10 years, within about 10 years, they went from being prosperous and wealthy and healthy and and, and wonderful to uh, eating their dogs and wiping their asses with leaves and losing yeah, on average 60 pounds. If so, you're trying to equate that to something that could potentially happen here in 10 years, I believe we have the infrastructure and the ability as a country to be recovered five years after. I that. agree. I agree. Um, take no time. I, I don't I was not going in a direction to equate Venezuela's situation with, with ours because Venezuela doesn't have 
a constitutional republic. They don't have our constitution. They don't have our bill of rights. They don't have separation of powers. And they they didn't before that. They don't have the second amendment. They don't have the individual right to own a firearm. They barely even have the first right. That's true. Any kind of speech. Well, wait, wait a second, guys. I was talking about before Maduro took power and and turned it into a hellscape. They didn't have those protections that our founding documents give us. Right. Let's think about it. It only took them 10, 15 years to go from prosperous to hellscape. Uh, it's been well over 200 now for us. And we've been fighting tyranny this whole time from within. Tyranny and corruption and the only thing that has protected us is the constitution bill of rights amen man well and hey we still have freedom of speech and we still have our guns so i think that says something for i don't know for for how we how we structured our our system of government. I definitely think that it does. I, I think that pushing, striving to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, it's all based on white supremacy and slavery and stuff, right? Oh, totally right. That's See, what else would it? It be? wasn't built on those things. It wasn't based on those things. Oh, those come are on things now. That happened. Haven't you read yeah. some Robin D'Angelo? Come on now. We fought a long bloody war to end slavery and I would think that the blood of white Americans that was spilled on the battlefields of Antietam and Gettysburg and Fredericksburg and Vicksburg Vicksburg proof and reparation enough for the sins of our great 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 grandfathers and Mm -hmm. we were all raised knowing how horrible slavery and racism are and we were raised on a completely different belief system that came as a result of that civil war and without that civil war potentially we could still be stuck in the same mindset that they were yeah. in 1801. Yeah. Any one of us could be slave owners if that shit hadn't happened. That, that, that It's highly likely. So we learn from our mistakes, and then we try to pass our knowledge down to our children so they don't repeat our mistakes. And by God... That worked right here with racism and slavery. It has yes, it worked did. in America. Yep. Yeah, well, but and, it, and you that, know, for some that, people, it's not worked wait, well wait, wait. enough. That is based on the family unit, the mother and the father passing these uh, lessons down to their children. I learned from my mother and my father how wrong racism was. My mother was a registered nurse. My father was in Vietnam as a corpsman. Neither one of them knew racism. They only knew how to save human lives. And that's what I was taught. So the big thing that I have is that that's 
what's called family values, right? Family values. Right. We're not teaching that because we don't no. want them to have families like we used no. to. Not at no. all. You know what I'm the saying? family unit. The family unit, um, according today's, according to today's uh, going, going theme and going knowledge is that the family unit is a product of racism and misogyny and oppression. Exactly right. Yep. And and I, I see why. I know exactly why this is the new thing that's taught to our children. Because again, we've been battling tyranny since the founding of our country. And let's face it, what founded our country was family values. Western uh, Enlightenment and and Greek philosophy. It was Christian values, but you got to understand. Whoa, buddy, don't say that word. Jesus Christ, you're trying to get us banned from everything? You can't say the C word. For the times, and I'm going to put this in the parlance of those times, uh, (laughs) (coughs) when a man, uh, you know, when a man came of age, he set out on his own in the world to try to make enough money to start a family. And oftentimes he didn't lead a very Christian life. But when it came time to settle down and have a family, he would find a woman to have children with and he would provide for her and she would provide children for him and he would lead the good Christian life to be an example, a good role model for his children and to raise him up properly. So um, I guess the family unit was synonymous with the church life back then because being uh, a, a good father, a good husband and a good man was so tied into being a good member of the church. And as we've gone through time, corruption has crept into the church just as it has government. And we all know that there are, I'll say it, there are demons in the church. Corruption's been in the church church. since before the Middle Ages. Oh, yes, it has. It has. So this is nothing new. It has never left. Most people who are But the doctrines have not changed. I'm, I'm, this is going to piss people off, but most people who go to church every Sunday are sitting there and they're worshiping Jesus sitting next to a sinner. And props to you for doing that. It's not yours to judge him. If that person is a sinner, he'll burn in hell. Well, wait. The, His day of wait, judgment stop. will come Fucking in front stop. of the pearly gates. But, Fucking stop. If you're going to church thinking that you're not a sinner, you're fucked. You're a sinner. I'm no, a sinner. Okay. Keep the sinner. sinner. We're all sinners. There are, this is this is the argument that I cannot take from the left. You have no fuck, not you, but these people have no fucking clue what they're talking about when it comes to to religion and worshiping God, believing in Jesus and the teachings. Uh, the whole premise is you're all fucking sinners, but as long as you're trying real hard to not be yep. one, you're good. You're going to have well, what I'm saying is people who are true believers and who are truly trying to get into heaven and lead a sin free life are sitting in church next to people who don't give a shit. And as soon as they no. get out of that church no. service, they're going to go out and they're going to screw people over for money. 
They're going to take advantage of their fellow man, and they're not going to lead a Christian life. Now, my grandparents raised me to be very Christian. I've always been one to look out for those less fortunate than myself. I have a big right. heart. I'm very kind and caring. I will give to charity. I would take the shirt off my back to help somebody who was freezing. You know, that that's just being kind-hearted in my book. It's not got anything to do with being Christian. I don't go to church on Sunday, but I uphold the family values that I was taught. Perhaps those are Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, but they're not. They're human values. We care for our children. We pass these lessons down. We care for our neighbor. Yes, there are bad apples out there who want to take advantage of people. They want to fight. They want to steal. They want to cheat. They want to lie. I get you. No, I get you. But common, good, decent people in society don't do that. Whether they go to church or not doesn't mean they're a good or a bad person. All right, this is a good Sam Harris argument. Sam Harris is a modern intellectual and an atheist. And I love Sam Harris. Don't get me wrong. But his, his his theory that without religion and Judeo-Christian values, um, morality would be a lot muddier. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, he he posits that we don't need Judeo Judeo-Christian values to teach us morality. I I disagree. I disagree. I I do I I don't think. We need religion to teach us about morality. Well, it's not about religion. It's about community and social fabric. I guess you're right. Uh, but it's a commonality among, among raised, all men. If you're raised with to know of respect and uh, uh, to look out for your fellow man, most of these things just come naturally. I mean, the Ten Commandments are really kind of a given. I've thought this my entire life since I first watched fucking, uh, what's the Easter movie everybody watches? The Ten Commandments, isn't it? Since I first watched that as a kid, I thought that's kind of a given. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not sleep with your neighbor's wife. Well, that's easy for you to say. That's That's easy for you to say. You grew up, and I don't want to sound like a leftist, but you grew up in white christian america where you had the benefit of our founding fathers and really? the knowledge of uh, okay. of of western enlightenment and 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 again uh I watched philosophy house you i should have been watching sesame street and uh, you, barney yeah so <laughs> <laughs> you all three of us grew up n- knowing these things as a given not not the rest of the world uh there there are lots of third world countries that struggle with these sort of sorts of things even today because but they america don't is a place that can lift them out of that well yeah because of our judeo-christian values and and love for capitalism oh. and love for our fellow man i'm telling you dude in, the, in these places where where christianity or uh, Judaism have not taken hold. You live in a, this. Is, you're talking about a totally different world where um, sin is viewed as something that's necessary sometimes 
to just to make sure that you don't die or or i i i i guess i'm 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 talking uh, i can't believe i'm making a case for for white privilege here but like we grew up with this stuff of course we know these things i don't need yeah. to go to church to know that it's wrong to kill someone or or uh you know be jealous of what my neighbor's doing over there in his yard and and putting up a fence or you know putting on a new roof or uh, i i already know these things because of how i grew up how and where i grew up uh if if you go to india um it's a totally different world there they they live by the caste system and it doesn't matter how virtuous you are how religious you are all that matters is who you are where you came from uh that's not a christian country they don't they don't hold the same values that we have so this idea that religion is a non-factor even though i'm not religious i'm i'm not particularly religious uh although i feel i probably i, I feel guilt because of that i probably should be more religious and be more thankful and and explore that in my heart but uh there's not one one atom inside of me that doubts that religion is a good thing not one not one bit of me doubts religion is is a good thing i still say it's and a necessity I, it's a wait. necessity absolutely now that's like, a different topic here than what you originally posed the question as i believe religion is a good thing and i do believe that humanity still needs religion and i don't even care what your religion is because true islam I is, is not what it's been perverted to be there are no no the fundamentalists of muslims out there they're fundamentalists that radicalize everything but um you you originally posed a question as is religion necessary to teach morality and i believe that's that's not true i think morality can very easily be taught without uh religion uh, what's easy for you to say Judeo, you already know religious what morality. you're calling judeo-christian values are not inherent to judaism or christianity yeah they are that's why no they're, they're the foundation of it what are you talking human. about they're inherent to humanity no right they're not. that's why it's necessary. people naturally they're not, they're want to not. lead a no. peaceful life people are naturally evil and lean towards tyranny that's, that's people where we that's humanity no that's humanity look at history no just look at worldwide history since over history yes recording. but as civilization has progressed over the entire course of history religion stepped in we have evolved we have evolved into a more moral species via religion Not that's not all of us but when you when you play it by the percentage there is a f- much higher percentage of people who have these moral values i'm not going to call them judeo-christian but morals. why because that's what they are yeah but they're that's not exactly what morals. they are 
No, just characteristics you, of no being Christian. a good human being. And you don't have to go to church to have these. There are people no, you in this don't. world who you never don't. went to but church. You don't have to go to have church to values. have these values. Oh, you, Nick, you and I have a very good friend, and he annoys me so much on Facebook by Bill. dogging on Christians. But what yeah. what he doesn't realize is that these are Judeo-Christian values. I don't I don't care what anybody says. Judeo-Christian hey, values are literally what we're talking about. No, this, there with, are listen. There these are values weren't in here. This world who before, came from broken homes whose parents and grandparents never had a bit of religious influence and these people grow up knowing that these things are wrong and they grow beyond it and they become successful without religion. Okay, okay. Just by knowing right from wrong, from what? recognizing inside of themselves that what they see in front of them is wrong. Maybe their parents are not good moral people, but the children see it and know that it's wrong. Now, just because I'm advocating for the family unit doesn't mean that you can't draw value and and virtue from your community or where you live or the society in which you live um you're still what you're describing is still a religious value system uh, i know lots of people that you're talking about broken families bad fathers bad mothers drug addiction sexual abuse all kinds of trauma yes. throughout people's uh childhoods and, and and their adult lives too but they know that these things that they see are wrong because they grew up where judeo-christian values took hold and and made people prosper if they had grown up in i don't know uh uh seattle Seattle. Bums, <laughs> well, okay, thank, thank you. No, you know what? That's funny, but at the same time, it's a perfect example. I didn't really mean that. I was what? No, 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 no. You, you, you did a good thing. You said a good thing. Um, obviously, Seattle, the West Coast, as a whole, is pretty much godless, and they have people living on the streets with no one helping these people. They have people killing each other. They have people hating each other. This is where the the worst atrocities in in the Western world are occurring now. Seriously, these people are dying in the streets of drug overdoses and suicides and and starvation. But these are also the places that have completely written off and rejected any Judeo-Christian values. On, on the sole premise that Judeo-Christian values are racist bounded and, and founded on, um, you know, misogyny and toxic masculinity. And the family unit is, is, a is a relic of the past. And, uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying correlation is causation, but when you have as many cities that are anti-religion as we do, and you see all those cities killing each other, hating each other, and and living in squalor. Uh, do I need to make my point any more clear? 
religion is the key to virtue. Mm. Would humanity have found morality without religion? Nope. I don't think so. You think we'd be still stuck in the dark ages? I think yes. the the whole idea that we would have is more, you know, like animalistic if you're basing it without that religion. I'm just going off with that, but that's my two cents. I mean, maybe. Maybe there would have been a civilization. Let, let's say religion had never been a thing. God, Jesus, Allah, anybody, if those had never been a, a, an idea thought of in human history, yeah, maybe, maybe there would have been a civilization at some point or another that sprung up, that flourished, but I don't think it's likely. I really don't. What about Atlantis? What about Rome? Dude, I really want to make a conspiracy well, corner on here and talk about crazy fantasy shit like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Especially, but let's, I mean, um, let's be honest. This is not crazy conspiracy stuff here. This is, no, no, this is essentially, this isn't even Bible study. This is just common sense for those of us in the Western world. Uh, I, I don't care what you say about the people that go to church but still sin. Non-factor to me. Yeah. Non-factor to me. I, I don't care. You're not going to, that's not going to convince me that Judeo-Christian values are bad because they're not. Judeo-Christian values are why we are sitting in our own homes, sitting fat and sassy, and having the resources to not just feel love for one another, but to give love to one another. If either of you fuckers fell on hard times and I felt you needed help, I'm able to do it because of Judeo-Christian values. I'm not able to do it because of just some random uh, idea that some fucking communist had. No, no way. No way. Exactly. So man. it wouldn't come solely from a... This is social fabric, and this is necessary for uh, for the longevity of a civilization, especially on the scale of ours. Because with with our freedoms come responsibilities, and therein lies the need for religion. Yeah, I've got freedom to say whatever the fuck I want. I've got freedom to carry guns. I've got freedom to do a lot of things that a lot of people in this world don't have the freedom to do. But I'll be goddamn if I abuse my freedom. I'm going to be in a world of hurt, whether if it's by punishment of law or I'll become a social pariah. I'll, I'll lose my friends. I'll lose my family. And it's all because of this social fabric that we've woven using Judeo-Christian values. 
Nick, you're glazing over. I can see you. Well, I'm zoned out again. You know that happens sometimes, but I, I synced it. But guys, at the tax documents I need to go through. So I have I to say, we're sitting at an hour and 19 minutes, almost an hour and 20 minutes. Goddamn, so already that the fire is bowed out. So thank you all fire, for fire. listening chilly. to our season two, episode nine. Campfire. Yep. Thanks, Thanks folks. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, be thankful for your Judeo Christian values, you atheists. Y'all have a good Damn week. Tootin'. Put in some overtime. <laughs>